Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Hi, I'm so excited you're here today and I wanted to talk about something that I've talked about before, but let's dig into it some more. So I was recently in a meeting with non-behaviorists and there was this random comment that they looked straight at me. There were two, two people who were pretty well known and, and they know their stuff in their own fields. And they look at me and they go, there are more than four Y factors. I can't believe the behaviorists think there's only four. What do you do with trauma? And someone else goes, it's really triggering to think there's only four Y factors. And I've, I've heard this something similar, but not quite so emotionally attached of how much some people hate the idea of four Y factors. And they're very right. Trauma is, is its own box. Now, I haven't gone and dug into the literature. That's probably what any other behaviorist would do. But you probably are wondering, can everything actually go into a box? And often clinicians, when they're talking about the Y factors, they're like, well, this is attention and you should not give it to them. I think as clinicians, it should change. And we should talk about how is this person getting their social interaction needs. We are designed to be social beings. As much as the world of introverts, <laughs> I know, I know, I tease my introvert friends. <laughs> as much as those uh, that want to be alone all the time, I'm sure you noticed in COVID at some point you wanted to talk to another human, but you've probably got a lot of your needs through social media, indirect human contact. But we are made as humans to interact with other beings in a variety of ways to fulfill our needs. Like that's just how we're wired. It's like saying don't breathe. And it's like, what you gotta breathe. <laughs> we can't really keep existing. So let's just make sure that keeps happening. And it hit me really hard at the emotional impact that these persons said that. Cause I really respect them in their field and what they do. And instead of saying, oh no, it has to be four. I, I paused and I've been thinking for days. Are there only four? If there are, how would I explain it in a different way that people could understand? And it wouldn't be so triggering. Now, until I do more research, <laughs> because now I'm like, oh, I wanna talk to all the different fields and how do they categorize why people do what they do? And I don't really hear good description of that. Probably just haven't been on YouTube enough, I don't know. But here's how I think about the why factors. Think of your primary colors, three or four of them, right? <laughs> Only a few. And think of how many colors can actually be made with just those primary colors. Every single color is made from some combination of some or all of these basic primary colors. So now I think my premise is for the why factors, it's almost never ever just the primary color. It's a combination. Every single person's Y factors is its own pixel of color that doesn't match anybody else's. Sure, it might be hues of pink or hues of blue or hues of green, but they all have color in them. And then they can be traced back to some primaries, but they're probably almost never going to be just the primary color. It's like when you print things with the printer, right? You are almost never using the primary color. That's just not what you do. Usually some, some off color. And we all see color differently. So imagine even more variations when your lens of your actual eyes 
is different. So to the behavioral world and connecting behavior science to everyday life, I believe that we need to relook at how we frame the why factors. But I think also the rest of the world, can you humor the idea that it's like the basic colors? If we can both allow ourselves to step back and swallow our pride, because at first I was like, oh, this is, I would never ever tell another feel well, nope, I did. Sadly, I did. I didn't ask questions. I made statements and I shouldn't have. So now I'm feeling really bad. <laughs> I was doing what I accuse other people to do and I did not mean to do that. But it really woke me up to how you can accidentally come across in a way you don't mean to and how dogma about something can accidentally happen. But the key is once you do realize it's happening, what are you doing to change it? Yeah, you can listen to the other recordings. And I do talk about each one in isolation as a primary color, but maybe it's got hues. But I wanted to describe the primary color first. So then when we go to the hues, it makes more sense. So hopefully this explains a little bit more about the why factors and how they apply and how maybe we don't see that there's maybe some primary ones because there's so many different shades. And I think that's the beauty of how behavior works and how people are designed is there's not any just alike. So that's what I wanted to talk about today because I've been thinking about that for a while because I was like, what the? And I learned a lot and you never ever know when those moments of light bulbs come on and you're like, oh shoot, this whole time. <laughs> this whole time I was doing, I didn't know. So I'll be talking more about the hues of the Y factors and the colors because hopefully that'll make more sense and, and connect more with everyday life. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more behavior talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about.